Hi, my name is Annie Dressen, and I'm a volunteer services coordinator at Children's Minnesota. And the thing I remember most about being a kid is my treeless treehouse. Welcome to Childhood Chat Cast with the Dude. I'm the Dude, and as usual, I'm joined by Jake. Hey, Jake. Hey, dude. And we're going to take a deep dive into the kid experts here at Children's Minnesota's Childhoods to find out what makes us all the same. Because, hey, we were all kids once, and as a twist, I am going to try to guess their birthday. Their birthdays? Their exact birthday, the date and year. So join us in the time machine I built out of cardboard boxes and duct tape, and let's meet our guest. Hey, dude. Hey, Jake. Do you think the world's a stage? Oh, yeah. I mean, totally. I constantly walk around thinking that at any given moment, I could just break out into song. Tomorrow, tomorrow, I love ya. So, yeah, yeah. What's the coolest thing you ever used as a stage? The coolest thing I ever used for a stage and the earliest thing I ever used for a stage was at my grandparents' house. Between their house and the neighbors was a retaining wall, only about two feet high because they lived like on a hill. And so the wall was kind of just a little two feet tall thing. And I would jump up on the neighbor's side facing my grandparents' house. And I would just kind of walk along kind of thinking I was a big man on campus. And I'd kind of do, do, do and strut. I wouldn't really sing or dance because I was still pretty shy when I was that age. But I did like the thought of being on stage. And it's funny that we talk about this because our guest today, Annie Dressen from Volunteer Services, found herself on a stage at a very young age. As a matter of fact, it was her earliest childhood memory. Hi, Annie. Hey, dude. Thanks for being here. Thanks for having me. Believe it or not, you are the first guest. That's big shoes to fill. <laughs> yeah. Big clown shoes to fill. Big old clown shoes. Mm-hmm. Yes. If people know what I do here, then that is very appropriate. So this whole discussion is going to be about your childhood and what you were like. But I like to start off with this. Let's go way, way, way back okay. to literally the earliest memory that you have As a kid, in this moment, like what's the first thing that you can pull out from your childhood? It's so interesting that you ask this because at my parents' house, they have a fireplace and the fireplace has like a built out cement area that you could almost sit on in front of the fireplace. And there's lights that kind of shine down on this mantle. And I remember wearing a green dress and pretending that was a stage. Oh, and like I specifically remember just thinking I was the coolest and I don't know if I was dancing or if I was singing or if I was both, but I definitely remember very specifically the green dress and having those lights kind of shining down on me. Have you ever seen pictures or have you ever gone back and like photo albums and stuff and been like, oh, that's that green dress or that's the fireplace or, you know, the, that kind of the that fireplace that, still yeah, yeah. exists. Oh, OK. Because okay. my parents still live in the same house that I grew up in. And do you go back and perform on that stage still? I will hit the mantle now. I'm <laughs> okay. too tall. But I've never seen that green dress again. I think I actually also wore that green dress when I had chicken pox. There's some correlation between oh. the fireplace and chicken pox. Weird. I think it's because I also had chicken pox really bad and dresses were it because I had chicken pox everywhere. Let's talk a little bit about where you're from, Mm -hmm. uh, shall we? Uh, Hometown. Waconia, Minnesota, Ridgeview Medical Center. Oh, Mm -hmm. room number. Don't matter. Okay, that's not important. (laughs) (laughs) And brothers and sisters? 
Yes. I am one of four. I have two older sisters that are 10 and 12 years older than I am. Oh, wow. And then I have a brother who is two years younger than me. So two. Two sisters. Gap. Mm -hmm. Two more. And so middle child then, that's what we're talking about. Total middle child. Do you feel like you kind of fit into that middle child stereotype? What is that, Jacob? Middle child is... The middle child is the one that wants the attention because the oldest has already done it and the youngest is still gets the focus. Right. You're not the trailblazer and you're not the baby mm-hmm. anymore. Okay. Mm-hmm. Was that you then? Yes. But I also, my birthday is a week before Christmas. And so it's middle child birthday a week before Christmas. I plan all my own birthday parties. Somebody pay attention to me. Look what I'm doing. I started college as a potential theater major, and then I went into anthropology. Interesting. Yeah. Like how humans are, theater does that, and anthropology does too. I mean, in the same way, it's a study of humanology. Yes. But (laughs) what I'm thinking about is that as a child, I was super shy, really reserved. Oh, okay. Very much kind of quiet to myself, wanted to please everybody. And as an adult, I am not like that at all. Like it is my job to like talk to people and know right. people and make them feel welcome. So I've gone through many transitions in life. I mean, I guess I could relate. I yeah. like attention. I like being on the stage. Look what I do. I'm on TV. I'm in front of kids mm-hmm. and stuff. No, actually in real life, I'm kind of shy if I'm at a gathering or something mm-hmm. around with new people. Mm-hmm. I'm not putting myself out there and saying, hi, my name's the dude. Are you uh, a middle child, dude? I'm the younger of two. So I'm the baby. What does that mean, Jake? You actually get away with more yes. than what you would have as the older child. That is correct. And still true to this day. So you have a younger brother, and you guys are in the same wheelhouse as age. Do you, yeah. Are you close with him more than the elder siblings? I mean, I guess it all depends on what part of life. Like, he definitely was my first friend. I officiated his wedding. He and I are almost complete opposites as adults. It's very interesting. Hmm. But we lived where there weren't sidewalks, so I would call it the country but people, I think, would not consider Waconia very country. But keep in mind, when I grew up there, it was about 4,000 people, and it ballooned into like ten sure. or 15,000 in like 10 years, Right. just as Urban Sprawl happened. And so he was it. My parents worked full time, and so in the summers, we just really only had each other. Right. So we shared toys. I played with a lot of Matchbox toys. So speaking of toys, yes. let's go there. Sure. Now we're talking past your first memory. Now we're talking four, five, six. What era? You can say late. 70s, early 80s. What, sure. what was that wheelhouse? Mid 80s. Mid 80s. Keep in mind that I had older sisters. So I kind of feel like I grew up in between almost two decades. Right. They were influential a little bit, like music and things like that. But my brother and I, Legos. Legos, Legos. were it. So you're super happy that Legos now in the last five, six, seven, eight years have just totally blew up again. Is it interesting to you now the evolution of Legos and how it's become where our planes and our cars growing up were like straight bricks, but now the curvature of these Legos and how much reality you can actually see after you build these things? Yeah, like you can make a Death Star. I think I like Legos because they're not overly gendered. For sure. Everybody can do Legos. The pink Legos still connect to the red Legos, still connect to that car Lego and horse Lego. So Legos mm-hmm. you, and Matchbox, Matchbox you mentioned cars. as well. What mm-hmm. were some other the toys that you played with? We're talking about mid-80s-ish. I mean, I still played with Barbies. Yeah. Do you remember the very small era of the crash test dummies? Yes. Yes. We had lots of crash test dummy oh, toys. Wow. Or like Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Oh, sure. We had April. We had Bebop. We what had Cabbage Rocksteady. Patch dolls? 
I had a couple Cabbage Patch dolls. Yeah, yeah. I think I also had a knockoff Cabbage Patch doll that I didn't realize until very later in life and was a little bit like, oh. How dare you? Yes. Why did you make me believe this was a Cabbage Patch? This is a lettuce patch. I know. Or whatever. Not the same. (laughs) Not the same at all. Mm -hmm. All right. The next thing I want to ask you about, the tree house Mm -hmm. that's not in a tree. Tell me about this. My dad... And company, I think some of his friends built this tree house, but we didn't have any trees in the lot, so they just put it on stilts. So it was so awesome, and I wanted it to be painted so many cool colors, but my parents were like, no, it has to match the gray and black motif of the house. But there was a sandbox underneath, so it was like oh. I could be in the tree house doing my thing, and then my brother could be in the sandbox doing his thing. Right. But then I got super creative, and we lived on this lot. There actually used to be a Y camp called Camp Minikiki in our backyard. And so there were tons of trees there. They just weren't on our property, so right. we couldn't put tree houses in them. But we would go and explore and find things, and I'd make sand cakes and all these things in my little tree house. And and I know that they definitely like scrapped some of the windows from a junkyard, and they only opened from the outside, and, right, right. you know, those types of things. I spent so much time in that tree house. How so tall much were time. the stilts? Probably about five feet. The ladder they built wasn't super great. Sure. It was like straight up and then at an angle right to this little porch that was on it. So it had this little deck, and then you'd go in, and it was just a little square. It was cute. super awesome, and we'd spend tons of time out there. So mid-80s, and mm-hmm. now you're still a little kid. Talk a little bit about then what kind of little kid were you? Were you nice? Were you always digging around for worms or were you a troublemaker? Were you a good kid? Talk a little bit about that. Did you get in trouble a lot? No, that's the thing. Because there was that age difference, it was oldest middle. So it was a little bit of that oldest child of, I want to do right by my parents. I don't want to get in trouble. I don't want to cause waves. But also a little bit of, I'm still here, remember? I remember my mom telling me when I was little that I was dyslexic. And I was like, I was dyslexic? How did I not remember this? But it was actually my sister who was dyslexic. So by the time you're the third child, she kind of blended you all together of whose childhood was which. I mean, my brother and I definitely fought, and I definitely mm-hmm. fought dirty sometimes. But no, I read a lot of boxcar children. I was never a babysitter's club, boxcar oh. children. So I read a lot. I always worried about those kids so much, but they did such a good job about taking care of each other. They took care of each other. And yeah. they kept their milk cold by keeping it in the stream. I am just remembering that as you're saying that. And I'm like, oh, yeah. I remember that. I'm like, how are they going to eat? What are they going to do? Because for those listeners out there that are wondering what are they talking there was a series of books and it was about a family, like four, they were homeless. Mm-hmm. And they lived in a train car mm-hmm. on straw beds, but they'd have money for food and they would keep it. And the milk, I remember specifically, because back then you probably came in the glass mm-hmm. thingies. Mm-hmm. They put them in the cold stream. I thought, you, you're brilliant. So there were those series of books. There was mm-hmm. Nancy Drew, mm-hmm. Hardy Boys, and st- Encyclopedia Brown. Nope, just right. mostly boxcar. So I also went to a Catholic school, so it was a very small class. You either read like boxcar children or babysitter's club. I never read babysitter's club. Mm-hmm. It was like those were the two options. Well, let's get into this now. Catholic mm-hmm. school. Mm-hmm. Throughout all your school was Catholic school? First through eighth grade. Class of like 16. Yeah. It was probably good for me being a shy kid. I mean, there were six boys and 10 girls basically from like fourth grade to eighth grade. So it was hard if you didn't get along with some of those people or if it wasn't a good fit. 
There was really nowhere else to go. And I wasn't a sports kid. I was forced to play basketball for several years mm. at the Catholic school. And that was fine. But I'm not a sporty person. But there were no other outlets. Whereas, you know, you could do more musical or theater or things like yeah. that if you were at a public school. But starting ninth grade in a public school, just I had so many different friends from so many different areas. As many areas as you can in small town Waconia. But yeah. it definitely allowed me to be more myself and being in such a small class. What kind of friends did you have? They definitely banned choir, theater mm -hmm. kids. Sure. Some of them played sports, but it was more the arts. It's kind of where I fit. All my friends were in marching band. So every summer, all my friends mm. would leave because they'd go on all their trips and do all their marching band. And I was like, I don't play an instrument. Dang it. Oh. I know. And then those that didn't play instruments were in color guard. And I was like, I don't want to do color guard. So I just kind of wait until they'd come back. And I kind of hung out with that same group, but I put myself out there more in high school, which then kind of leads into that anthropology thing. I love knowing people. I love making relationships, talking to people. That's why I'm a volunteer coordinator in my job. Right. Uh, talking about instruments for a second, do mm -hmm. you regret not signing up and playing an instrument as a kid? Or are you like, meh, whatever, it wasn't for me? I wish I was a kid now because I actually was also forced to play an instrument. And we had two at home because, again, I had older sisters. So we had a clarinet yeah. and we had a flute. And because we didn't have any reeds for the clarinet at the time, I was like, well, I guess I have to play the flute. Lizzo right. has made the flute so cool that I'm right. like, oh, yeah, I used to play the flute. I'm cool like Lizzo. How long did you play the flute? It's third through eighth grade, I okay, think. Okay, that's a good chunk of time. So, you know, but I hated yeah. practicing. It was, yeah. I was like, practice, practice. I was like... I don't want to. You know, I played saxophone throughout all of my school and I hated it at first. I signed up for it and I realized, oh, that's squeaky. And I went to a practice and there were three or four other kids that were also just learning it and they were really good. <laughs> and so I realized, oh, in order to avoid being embarrassed like I was in that first lesson, yeah. I have to practice. And so I ended up practicing and then I ended up getting really good. And then I ended up being first chair wow. in the concert thing. And the girlfriend, she might even listen to this podcast, but it was eighth grade. She challenged me because she was second chair and she wanted to be first chair. And I ended up beating her and then she broke up with me. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So now we're in junior high and the older kids have flown the nest, right? Now mm -hmm. it's just you and your broski mm -hmm. and you wrap up. Catholic school, mm -hmm. high school. Mm -hmm. Now it's a public, yep, public school. So it's probably mm -hmm. the one in Waconia or totally the one of is. the two. Okay. Yep. Mm -hmm. Was that a complete shift for you? Were you like scared about the big high school? Totally and, scared. Uh, I mean, I can remember the outfit I wore to first day of high school, which would have been ninth grade in Waconia. So I know they, different schools break things up by this is middle school, this is high school. But ninth grade, I mean, I remember exactly what I wore, what my hair looked like. Also wore braces for four years. Oh, okay. So, but I was, I was scared to definitely go into high school and meet all these people. But also there was something freeing about it too. Like there's more people than those 15 that I've grown up with. Right. And I still have some of those friends from high school to this day. Right. Not many, but a couple. So this is a question that I am going to ask all of our guests. Mm -hmm. Did you ever have to go to the hospital? When you were a kid? Yes. First of all, when I was born, I, they had to break my collarbone in order for me to be delivered. So wow. I stayed in the hospital longer okay. um, and had to have my clothes pinned so my, I didn't move my arm. Oh, okay. And then when I was 17 or 18, I broke my nose riding a wave runner because my dad was like, here's this super cool thing you can do. Do this thing. I went too fast. I did the thing. I got knocked off the wave runner. The wave runner hit me in the face oh. and broke my nose. Ow. And I'm so lucky. I was still fully conscious, fully awake and was like, oh, 
this is really bad. This is really bad. And I remember like yelling. My mom was on the dock and I was yelling all adrenaline, pulled myself back up on this wave runner, got myself to shore. My mom's like, oh my God, what happened? I get in the house. She's getting me to the emergency room. And my dad's like, what'd you do? And I was like, that trick you told me. He goes, well, you got blood all over the wave runner. Oh, <laughs> Thanks, dad. <laughs> okay, dad. But then I remember going. Such a dad thing. <laughs> But then going to the ED, I had this super foxy doctor and was just in my swimsuit, face busted. I ended up having surgery to re-correct my nose. Wow. Oh, so it was really serious. Smashed it. This has been fascinating. If you could go back, let's say, and relive, which would be no time here, but you could escape Mm now-ish and go back and live a week that wouldn't cost you any time in your time now, at what age would you want to relive for an entire week? Oh, I think like four or five. Like things Young. that I don't remember. That time is really kind of whimsical and you're learning so much. And you're also still super cute and people adore you. Yeah. You've gotten past that terrible too, but people still like to engage with you. And yeah. yeah. All right. Well, now comes the time that I will guess your birthday. Mm-hmm. Year and day. Ooh. Yep. Okay. And then I, I have a good feeling about this. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. I think that you were born on December 18th, 1980. <gasps> I was born December 18th, 1980. Oh! <laughs> First try. No, you did give me some clues. You said that your birthday was about a week. Yeah. Right? I think you said about a week or a week before a week Christmas. Before. So mm-hmm. seven days. Well, yep. I got to go yep. 18 on that. And then you were in your mid-80s when we were talking five, six, yeah. seven or something. Yeah. So 1980, December 18th. Not nice bad for my job. first time out. You gave me some pretty good clues, though. All right. Well, we got to wrap it up. I know you got to go. So thank you yeah. very much for your time. We've all been kids at some point, mm-hmm. And we all probably have gone through some of the same stuff mm-hmm. and fears. We talked about yep. some of the fears that you had and some of the great triumphs and the love of family and all of those Mm -hmm. things. So if anybody can relate to all that, I think that this has been helpful. We've accomplished our mission in our cardboard cutout time machine that we were just in. Excellent. Annie Dressen, thanks for being our first guest. Yeah, thank you so much. Thanks for joining us for today's Childhood Chatcast brought to you by Buzzsprout. To get new and previous episodes of Childhood Chatcast, head over to starstudiomn.org.